0: I
1: hope Well the other day the Lord um I woke up and uh well he started um uh, the night before, right before I went to bed, the Lord was giving me some scriptures and and I was just I wrote it down but then I got up the next morning and have you ever uh started receiving revelation from the Lord, and you can't write it down fast enough. So I sat down at the kitchen table, and I was just writing as fast as I could to try to jot down the things that the Holy Spirit was telling me. And this was January the 5th. Um, First, he gave me Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. That says, the God, you want to put that up there? Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Haven't got there yet. Okay. May give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, I'm going to emphasize that, know what is the hope of his calling, what the, What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? There it is. Okay. The Lord was really emphasizing the eyes to me, and he, he kept saying that, the, that he was going to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be opened up, would be enlightened up to us, and that we would know, that we would know, we would not have doubt or fear or unbelief, we would know what is the hope of our calling toward us and so the revelatory gifts he was saying are going to be open up to us knowledge wisdom and understanding these things are going to become very open to us we're going to have more knowledge more wisdom and more revelation um this our limited human our carnal view sees little You cannot and will not have spiritual results through natural means. Now, you know, are your natural eyes. Uh, That's what Dorman's been preaching in the new man. uh, That God wants to see, wants us to see through his eyes. To see what he sees. And he will give us those seeing, searching eyes. This is something that the Lord was saying is that he wants uh, our eyes to be opened up to see what he has for us to see to see what he is giving us uh, there was a, there's a scripture proverbs 2:2 2, 2 says seek and you will find you know if we uh, if we seek we will find God will let us find it. Colossians 1.9 says, Ask that you may be filled with a knowledge of his will. That's Colossians nine. Ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. All wisdom and spiritual understanding. Okay. Uh, go to Acts 2.26 says, hearing you will hear and shall not uh, understand and seeing you will see and not perceive for the heart of this people has grown dull and their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. You know, that's God's will is to open up our eyes and open up our ears. And of course, he was speaking this to the Israelites. Uh, but this is what he wants to do for us. We are his chosen people. Uh, We are engrafted in because we are his children. And, um, he wants to open up our understanding. Proverbs three, five says, lean not to your own understanding. You know, this is what was said this morning. We shouldn't lean on what we feel or what our, our feelings are, our, What's going on inside of us or in our mind. We should lean on what he, God is saying. His understanding. Now, this is what he was saying. That this, all the revelatory gifts are going to be enlightened. They're going to be open up to us. The wisdom that he has. We're going to see that wisdom. We're going to have his understanding and knowledge. And that is going to be open to us. Now, then, the Lord was saying this to me. All the five senses uh will we'll be in tune with him. Uh, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching. Uh, you know, I have very keen senses, natural senses. I can smell things Dorman doesn't smell. I can hear things Dorman doesn't hear. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that noise? You know, in the car, it's always like, real high-pitched something dormant's like, I can't hear that, you know, and, and, but I have very, and I, I, I can smell, you know, things that, man, I can sniff things out, man, I <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, so my, <clears throat> my natural senses are very keen, and, but the Lord said he wants to ha- open up our spiritual senses. Now, did you know that you have spiritual senses? You have seeing uh, you have eyes in the Spirit. You have ears in the Spirit. You have a nose to smell in the Spirit. You have the tasting in the Spirit and the touching. God said this year, those that are willing to be open to Him and draw near to Him, you will begin to see what He sees. You will hear the voice of God and do what He says. You will hear the sounds of heaven. You will be led to touch only those that the Father leads you to touch. You will have a special sensory smell and taste. And actually smell and taste heavenly things. I'm ready for that. You will be more aware of every word that comes from your mouth. You will only speak life from your lips. You will know and understand that you will have My divine DNA. My thoughts will be your thoughts. And you will feel my heartbeat and know my will. You will know my love. And it will conquer all fear. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because we are one. Now, I don't know about y'all. But I was excited. Because, see, I want my spiritual senses to be opened up. I want to see in the heavenly realms. I want to smell heavenly things. I want to taste heavenly things. I want to be in his will and know that I'm walking and doing his will. And touching those that are to be touched. You know, Jesus walked uh, when he was on earth. He didn't. Touch and heal everybody. That always worried me for a long time. But you know, only he only did what the Father told him to do. He only did that. So God wants us to be in that just like Jesus. We are. We have his DNA. We're going to see. these These next years are going to be opened up. We're going to see in the spiritual realm. We're going to see things that... Uh, heavenly things we're going to I believe we're going to walk and see angels and they're going to walk beside us and you're going to know that they're there and your wisdom will be beyond will be be beyond your natural wisdom a lot of you like Kent are very wise (laughs) but that he has a lot of natural wisdom but but He is going to have more spiritual wisdom. And he is going to have more knowledge of the Lord and more discernment. And he is going to walk in God's glory. So we all, if you will, you know, just be willing. That was what he said. Be willing to be open up to him and draw near to him. These things are going to be open up to you.
0: Yes. Hallelujah. All righty. Are you ready? It's good. I thought I'd just kind of throw this out before I start. We're going to discuss Chuck Pierce's thing. But I was sitting in my chair and I took a notepad and I started writing what the Lord was giving me. And one of the messages that's I'm going to be given pretty soon is called the passion of purpose. The passion of purpose. And uh, it's just a little note. See, I said in my chair. Here's what it says. Passion comes from purpose. Purpose comes from a redemptive revelation. A redemptive revelation. You where there's no vision, the people perish. The Amplified says where there's no redemptive revelation. See, there's... What are we experiencing now? Redemptive revelation. So purpose comes from a redemptive revelation. A redemptive revelation comes from the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know. It's just a knowing. All of a sudden, the revelation comes from the Word, and you know something. It's incredible. How many have experienced that? I All of you have. And he says, enlightenment comes from the truth you know that sets you free. And one of the things he spoke to me after this, he says, freedom is not only from something, but to something. Did you catch that? Yes, it's not enough just to be set free from something. That's only half of freedom. Freedom is to set you to something. Come on. And who the sun sets free is? Free indeed. free indeed. All right, that's no charge. That's for the future. And we're going to look at some of the things Chuck Pierce had to say. And one of the things I want to start off with, and, and uh, like I said, I've got plenty here, but I want to start in Second Peter just a second. I was giving this to Ross this morning, the guys in coffee shop. Second Peter chapter one says this. <clears throat> Let's start in verse seventeen. For we received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice from excellent glory, saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." And this voice which we came down from heaven, we heard, and when we were on the holy mount, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. Now, I want you to stop right there and circle that. We heard God say, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. But we have something more sure than what we heard. Wow. That's, big. That's big. Did you catch how big that was? And he says, where you do well to take heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart? Knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture is for, is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy ghost. No, no prophecy is given for any what private interpretation. Now I believe Chuck Pierce is one of the key guys in this world to stay on the prophetic cutting edge of what God's doing. But when you hear Chuck Pierce, now if, uh, you heard the message, you heard old man, new man everywhere. But if you wasn't acquainted with old man, new man, you're, you're hearing from something else. A whole different perspective. Now, as a pastor, and as what I am, when I hear this, I hear a lot of other stuff I'm going to add to what he said. Because it's coming through my filter. Now, as Kent's heard it two or three times, Kent may get up one of these days, and he's going to share some of this from another filter. Now, you prophets may hear this and hear it from another filter. See, it's, in, it's imperative that we hear from all the aspects of what this word says to us because it's not given for a private interpretation. It wasn't given just to Trinity. That's right. That's, right. It was to the body. That's right. Just get over it. It was given to the body of Christ. That's the way Chuck Pierce is. He just throws it out there. All right. He says, this year sets the course for the next 10 years. That's what Kent said a while ago. A decade. It's not only individual, it's corporately and territorial. What does that mean? It's not only for the individual, it's for the corporate body and it's for the region. Yeah. the whole. But I got news for you, it's for the whole world. Okay? God is in the process of setting a model in this area for what God is wanting to do around the world. Amen? Yeah. All right, did you get it? Now, Chuck said that. Now, his wife and him is writing a book. And God spoke a word to her. That word has been in my spirit for a good while. Because how many of you know this old man and new man is not something new? It's been right there basically right in front of all of us for as many years as we've been a Christian. You read it on all the different churches. You see it everywhere. But the word simplicity. God gave her that word simplicity. Simplicity. And that's Scripture, 2 Corinthians eleven three, when Paul says, But I fear, lest by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. That's right. See, all the corruption and the cu- confusion of this old soul, the old mind-soul trying to figure out all this stuff and work it out and try to figure it out and do it all, has done nothing but corrupt the simplicity. The things of God are not complicated. The scripture says in James, it's easy. The wisdom from above is easy to be entreated. It's not complicated. It's simple. But it has to be discerned from the spiritual mind. And God is in the process of opening up that for us to understand what's going on. Simplicity means single, not a double motive. Pure, without self-seeking. Well, how do you get out of self-seeking? Only one way. The new man. Everything that draws attention to you and it's all about you is coming from that old soul. And it's self-seeking. And simplicity and single-mindedness comes from that new man. Now, the Hebraic, he said 5770 is the Hebraic year that we're in. It's not just a a year, but a season. It's it's moving us into the next 10-year season. And... uh, when I heard it, I got excited about it. But he said, your testimony, 2010. All right. 2010 is the starting of something else. Ten starts of something else. The next 10 years, it gets to what? 2020. What is that? 2020 what? Vision. It completes a complete vision. 2020. Complete. So he says, uh, okay, you with me? Oh. All right. <laughs> It says this, your testimony is very important. Your testimony is leaked to this number. And he says, your testimony going into this season needs to be strong to carry you through the full 10 years. Now, your testimony of what Jesus has done for you. That is what your testimony. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony about what that redemptive revelation has done for you. And you're not moved. That's your testimony of what he's done for you. Okay. Now, he says the word, the number 70 is in this here. You see, 5770. The first thing it means is captivity is broken. Now, when he said that, the first thing I thought about was Daniel was reading Jeremiah and he saw the 70 years of captivity was up. There's something about the 70 years of captivity. And that's what he's saying. The captivity was broken. Daniel began to pray and seek God. And God came and answered his cry of his heart. But that word 70 means an end to captivity. So it's a brand new end. A new, new days here. And that word, that symbol of that is hands extending to heaven. Reach up. And he says, God is going to come down. Thy kingdom come what? Thy will be done. Will be done. Now all of this only works. I'm telling you. All of this stuff only works in the new man. There is no prophetic promise for the old man. None. It's all of this stuff. The whole Bible was only written for the new man. Okay? So you, you begin to see, and he says, it's a new year, and, and it's a, he said, it's a new season. One of the first things he says, we're entering into a new season. And that's what this whole news and you see why new man, old man's important for us. The year of captivity. Remember, Jesus says, I've come to set the what? Yeah. Captive free. And that's when God spoke to me. He spoke this when I was putting this stuff down. That's when he says, Freedom is not only from something, but to something. If you think setting the captives free is only to set you free, thank God. I want you to hear me. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the whipping post. Thank God for the garden. Spirit, soul, and body, you've been made whole, complete. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Thank God I'm completely made free from all sin. But what if I wasn't risen? He didn't come just to set me free from my sin. But he came to raise me into new life. It's not only set you free from your captivity, but sets you free to be sons and daughters of God. That's the goal. That's the purpose. Into his glorious liberty as sons and daughters of God. And he raised. He says he died for our offenses, but he was raised for our justification. What does justification mean? Acquittal. A new man. Old things are passed away, and what? Behold, all things have become new. Is that good? Also, that that word symbols a symbol of a sword. Now, when I heard the sword, says Jesus. Colossians says. We have been circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands in a cutting away of that old man. A sword symbolizes what? A cutting away. Ephesians 6 says what? Uh, The sword of the Spirit, what? Which is the Word of God. It's the sword that cuts away and separates the old from the new. It's symbolic of the word sword. It is used to cut away. And he says, another thing, he says, it's imperative that you find your identity. Your new identity. He so used those words, didn't he? Where are you going to get them? In the new man. One of the biggest problems in the body of Christ today is people are looking for their identity. Well, you're not going to find it till you find who you are in Christ. That's, right. That's where your identity is at. And you've got to find that identity starting off this year so you can grow into the next year. Amen? Okay. Put on the new man who is created in righteousness and what? True holiness. But to do that, you first got to put off the old man, which is corrupt and deceitful. Another symbol is the eye. The eyes of your what? Understanding. Being enlightened so that you can see. He says, what you could not see in the last season, you will see clearly in this season. Seeds you planted in the last season are coming up in this season. It's a new day. You know, it's a new season. The season, it's a blueprint from heaven coming down to show us how to live. Thy kingdom come, it's a blueprint to show us how to live in the season that we're in. And it says, this is a season of seeing. You know, in Isaiah 42, you know, I think of that scripture. Why did Jesus come? Isaiah 42. Let me read it to you. He says in Isaiah 42, verse 7, Jesus has come. does this to read in verse 6? I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and I will hold your hand and will keep you and give you for a what? Covenant for the people. A what? A and what is with that covenant? For a light to the Gentiles. That's us. You're in that for a light. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven image. I remember that time I heard a message. I will not give my glory to another. And he was talking, old man, new man. It wasn't no new man. There was just old men at that time. And I was struggling with, I'm not going to give my glory to any man. And I was down and praying. And, and God said, hey, you're not another. You're mine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. So now that don't count. The old man, he ain't going to give it to you, but the new man, he's giving you glory. Because what is glory, John chapter 1? Grace and truth. What has he given us? Grace and truth. Hallelujah. That's that's a little extra. Didn't have that in there either. Okay. He says, you're going to begin, the things that's been hid from you, you're going to start seeing with new eyes. You're going to see it. And see, a lot of people have been struggling seeing this, but we're in a time when... The, God is going to take the blinders off and you're going to start seeing clearly. Come on. See, you know, once I tell you what, go ahead, let him have a little more. You know, I minister to people all the time, this old man, new man. And, you know, I long for that time. And Alan's been in there. He knows what I'm talking about. As we're going through this whole step, the most important time in that room is when all of a sudden you see the light come on, and they say, I've never seen this before. You know, you can close your Bible and go home. You know, you don't need to worry about deliverance. You don't need to be worrying about anything else. Because once the light comes, he told me, I don't know what a year or so ago. He says, all deliverance is, is just turning on the lights. That's all it is. Just turn the lights on, it's over. And he's come as a light. You know, when you look in Isaiah uh, uh, 42, Verse 18 says, Hear ye deaf, look you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servants, as deaf as my messengers that I have sent? Who is blind is he that is perfect, and blind is the Lord's servants? Positionally, we are perfect. But in the old man, you're still blind as a bat. Because right. the God of this world blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine. He don't want you to see what's, what's yours. And then he goes on to say, See many things, but you observe not. Open the ears, but you hear not. The Lord is well pleased for his righteous sake. He will magnify the Lord and make it honorable. But this people is robbed and spoiled. They are snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses. They for a prey and none delivers. And for a spoil and none says what? Restore. Who will give ear to this? Who will hearken for the time to come? Who will cry for deliverance and restoration? You can't, you know, that's one of the things I have to constantly, constantly be reminding people that hear this revelation. So, why in my church preaching this? I said it's simple. Your pastor can't preach what he hadn't been seen yet. Don't be upset with your pastor. If he saw it, he'd be preaching it, I promise you. So, don't be getting upset because you're not hearing this. Just thank God you are hearing it. You know, there ain't no condemnation to anyone because I know unless the Lord opens your eyes, you don't see. And when you see, don't take it for granted. It's a gift of God. I promise you it is. But look across the page in number 8 over here in 43 eight. He says, bring forth the bi- blind people that have eyes and the deaf people that have ears. Now, isn't that interesting? The blind people that have eyes and deaf people that have ears. Remember in in John, I think it's what, chapter 9 or something? Where he says, for judgment have I come into this world, that they that see not might see. And they that see might be made blind. And the Pharisees said, are we blind also? And he says, because you say you see, your sin remains. Because you say you see, your sin remains. So what blinds us? Sin. You know, Adam and Eve didn't see till they sinned and then they could see clearly sin but you know what before sin they were blind to sin now I want to tell you something in your new man you're blind to sin
2: because
0: I'm telling you that which is born of God cannot sin
2: because
0: his seed remains in you it takes you back to that place before you fell and it cannot fall if you want to sin you got to go back to the old man and it's easy to do but when you do, you're on your own. God ain't going there with you. He made a way where well, you don't have to be there. He's come to bring you light. So that bring you out of darkness into light. So you can what? See. All right. We got to see, didn't we? Oh, thank you, Lord. I like the anointing. I can breathe better when I'm anointed. More, Lord. What you couldn't see in the last season, you're going to see Clearly season all right you will start seeing your eyes will be open there need there is a new expectation no more striving start receiving quit your striving and start receiving it's a new day there's nothing to do but start receiving now he said god is going to bring harvest and evangelism like we've never seen but when when he said that Immediately, God said, now, don't you go to your old thinking of harvest and evangelism. Don't go there. He said, I want to tell you, this is a new day. And he says, that harvest and evangelism is not what you think it is. And you know what he said to me? Turn to Isaiah chapter 60. Oh, glory. I can't read chapter 60 without reading 59 verse 20. And the redeemed of the Lord shall come to Zion. 5920. And to them that turn from transgressions in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is the covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon you, and my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of your mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed seeds. There are my kids and my grandkids are covered. what did you say? Nor are the mouth of your seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Now, so what? Because of that, let us rise and shine. For your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness of people, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you, and the Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about, and what? See. All they gather themselves together. They come to you, the sons that come from afar, daughters to be nursed at your side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and your hearts shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea that shall be converted unto you and the forces of the Gentiles that come. You're not going to have to go to them. They're going to come to you. And one of the things that he said is they're going to see you. They're going to see you. I remember that time in Kansas City. We went up here, Jerry, and that message that came. It said, you come to see all the differences, and you come to see all this stuff. But I want to say one thing to you tonight. See me, saith the Lord. Amen. See, when you see him, you don't have nothing else to worry about seeing. Because right. if everything else apart from him is nothing worth seeing. But when you see him, then you can see. See me, saith the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, rise and shine. Oh, this is good, for the glory is upon you. And he talks about warring with mammon. Mammon's not just money, resources are coming to you from new new wells, new breaking ground, new new dimensions, new ideas, new supply lines. Just expect everything to be new. Boy, this is a day, Jerry, when you've been praying over them them proverbs he gives you witty inventions. This is a time you're not even going to have to seek after. This going to seek after you. How many of you know it's time? God said in Jeremiah 29, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, saith the Lord, to give you thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected in. Now, in Genesis chapter 6, it says God saw the sons of men. Let's, let's turn to Genesis chapter 6 just a second. Oh, my God. Cowboys are fixing to kick off. God help the cowboys. Well, we'll see next week, Okay. Genesis chapter 6 says in verse 1 It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth that the daughters, daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw as the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all they chose. And the Lord said, What? My spirit, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for he is what? Flesh. That's an old man. That's an old man. He's flesh. But it also says what? That God, Noah found what? Grace and favor. It, this is a year of grace and favor, he said. Oh, yeah. Oh this, yeah. this is a year of, oh yeah. of grace and favor. Now, God destroyed man because why? Look here in, in verse 12. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. What had corrupted the way? Okay. Do I dare do this? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. You remember in in 1 Peter where it says that Noah and his household, they entered in the ark and they were saved through water? Now, God saved Noah and his family from the destruction of all flesh. And it says in like ways, Jesus is the ark to save us from all flesh. The like figure, where does baptism even now does save you? Right. Why is that? The putting away of that old flesh Amen. so you can walk in the newness of life. It's different. It's Amen. different Amen. See? Because what? God dealt with the old flesh and the old. Jesus dealt with the flesh and the new. Amen. So it's all about a brand new creation. It's all <laughs> about walking in the newness of life. That's good. Uh-huh. Boy, when I saw that, he, he dealt with flesh then. Jesus dealt with flesh again. That's better, to kick off. That's better than a kickoff. <laughs> well, I got I got another page, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it till next week. We've got a lot to chew on, huh? Anybody got anything you want to add to this before? No, shut up and let's go home. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Yep.
2: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Amen.
0: I got gold falling on my sleeve this morning. Yeah. I hadn't seen that in a
2: while.
0: Rushing just said come get behind me. Uh, get behind hey. you, Steve. Catch him. Catch
2: mine. Amen. I was uh, are we Hello.
0: Hello. <clears throat> They're trying to already.
2: I, I was at that meeting the other night. We went when Chuck Pierce was there, and I heard some people saying, "Well, you know, we go to Trinity Fellowship, and you know, this is our word because of this and such." And in my spirit, I roared out and I said, "No, Mm-mm. God is bigger than that. It's for the region. It's for the territory." Right. And it's really prophetic, you know, of this surgery and this word that you gave, Jana, Because just last night at our home Bible study in Bovina, I began to say, you know, discernment is not just seeing and hearing. It's all of our five senses put together Mm -hmm. to to know what what the Spirit of God is doing. And Dorman, while I was sitting there, I I just, uh, for you two, you have kicked off a new game. Mm -hmm. And there's a new season that has started here. And this website is on time Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, you're not really one that wants to get in a plane and go to the world. Mm -hmm. And so God is literally going to make this prophetic word in Isaiah. They are going to come to you. (laughs) And you're not going to have to sweat and struggle and develop a big mailing list to pay for the gas bills to go behind it. They're going to come to you. You have kicked off a new game. And see, the Cowboys are playing today. You're back in the saddle again. Mm (laughs) Oh, back in the saddle again. Oh, it is a new game, and it is a new season. And see, Dorman, the the book, it it needs to come forth. It's time for the book because this book belongs to you. Hmm. There are some things that belong to other people, but this book belongs to you two together. Because you stood by and helped other people do their books, now it's time for you to do the book. This website is going to do something in the kingdom. It's going to rattle things in the kingdom. And I just say in Jesus' name, the next ten years on this website, this is going to be the most grace-filled days that y'all have ever known. See, your kids are going to know, and your grandkids are going to know, and your great-grandkids are going to know. Your spiritual kids that y'all have in this place, they're going to come back, return to signs, singing, rejoicing, saying what we received we have gratefully given away and you're going to send them back out again, not alone, but two by two, that new man and that new man in covenant in Jesus name. So I just declare you. as you've had this surgery and you're healing from this, from these sinus things that has afflicted you this year, the Lord says it's over and it will afflict you no more in Jesus name, because you're going to have clear senses both of you like 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 never before and, and the foundation that you built on it is a sure foundation it is a sure foundation it's a good foundation because it's a heavy foundation because it's going to support a heavy structure in jesus name a big structure it's not going to be a leaning tower it's not may may it may not be the most fancy flusiest thing in the world but it is functional and it is working and it is producing because of the grace of god in jesus name so i I declare you have kicked off a new season and you're in a new game and your opponents they're not as big as what you thought they were and you got a whole band and cheerleaders behind you saying go for it Hebrews chapter 11 is prophesied yes. by faith by in faith. Jesus name yes. oh Woo-hoo. hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah
0: <laughs> not many times you hear a prophet say come y'all stand behind me you just stand behind somebody else not this one.
1: Drunk prophet. I <laughs> Hallelujah. All no, right. Oh. No, no. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, glory. Well, you're dismissed.